Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody, the project management podcast. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm sitting here with Jay Christensen. Jay, how are you? I'm fantastic, Pete. It's, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Yeah. It's been too long since we yes. have done a uh, Tackle the Problem card together. Yes, it's been months. Months yeah. and months, and it is the, uh, it's the end of the year. We're nearing the end of the year, so we thought we'd grab some of the, uh, some of the grisly uh, project problems that people are coming across in the Cadence Project Management classes and, and uh, try and tackle one or two of them today. The problem we're dealing with today is one about prioritization. Uh, the, the problem, as it is stated on the problem card, there is an unclear project priority that's coming from the project steering team and an unwillingness to move projects down in priority. It's a sentiment that all projects are important. Figure it out, coming from the steering committee. How do you deal with this one? And and I guess more importantly, whose role is it to deal with this? Yeah, uh, well, uh, the 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 persons who persons who should be dealing with this is really a project prioritization committee or a team of people that are responsible for establishing priorities for the projects within the organization. And this is usually at the portfolio level. When there is an inventory of projects collected that are being worked on by resources across the entire company, someone has to establish the priorities of those projects so that resources are allocated to the projects that will deliver the the best business value uh, with the scarce resources that are available. And this project uh, steering to, uh, prioritization steering team is really the body that's supposed to be establishing priority. The problem of it is, is that in very, very few companies do we see uh, any priorities established at all. So what happens is a project gets launched, and then there's some contention for resources, and uh, then uh, people uh, were reluctant to work on this particular project because to them, they either don't understand the priority or they don't know the priority. So uh, the choice for the team members or project managers at that point is to escalate this issue to the project sponsor. Now, the sponsor is the person that is responsible for making tactical and strategic decisions on the project. This project sponsor would also be the obsbudsman or the the bridge between the project steering uh, project prioritization steering team and the project. So well, that, that actually begs a question, Jay. I mean, what is the project? Uh, what is the the sponsor's relationship with the project steering team? Is that the same thing? The, the, no. I, here's the thing: the project sponsor could be a member of the project prioritization team at the portfolio level, but probably is not. And it depends upon the project. And, but the point of it is, is that if the project sponsor is not a member of the project prioritization team, then the sponsor has to go to that team and clarify the priorities, then be ready and able to communicate those priorities, uh, 
to the project team, to the project manager and the project team, not only to the team members, but also to their functional managers, because that's where the project manager runs into the first prioritization difficulty, is that she is now forming a team. She approaches the functional managers who have the skills within their department in terms of people to work on the project, to complete a project task. So the project manager's asking for these resources, the functional manager says, I'm out, I don't have any resources, I don't know uh, where I'm going to get the resources from, I have all of these other intervening project priority. So right there is where the contention begins. So the project manager now has a choice. Uh, um, ideally, the project manager knows the priority of the project that came from the project sponsor. When the project assignment was made, what ideally happens is the sponsor communicate the priority of the project in the overall portfolio project. The project manager now has that information to uh, use as leverage when they are talking to the functional manager to get resources. The project manager has, ideally, a, a list of all the projects in the inventory, the ranked um the ranked number of each of the projects within that inventory. Ranked number means ranked priority number. And then the project manager can point to the particular project they are responsible for and say to the function manager, oh, by the way, this project is number six uh, of uh, 20. Uh, so that is a reason why I'm asking you, function manager, for resources. Now, and many times uh, the functional manager is now informed and they can support the project uh, in the respect of assigning resources to the project. If the functional manager still objects, now what uh, needs to happen is that the project manager and the functional manager approach the sponsor. The sponsor then begins to uh, explain the business value and the business benefit that the project delivers and why it is established at priority six. So in that sense, the project sponsor is taking the information from the project prioritization steering team and conveying that to the project level. So it sounds like that's where, in, in the case of this person's problem uh, that is, has written into us, that's where things have gotten messy, that there is poor communication between uh, the project manager and the sponsor and the sponsor and the project prioritization team, if such a team exists in this case. Exactly. Uh, right. is, is that your experience that, that, uh, that uh, maybe that's where some of the holes in communication come in, that, that uh, organizations that have robust project infrastructure may be missing at the portfolio level? Yes, indeed. It, it is rare uh, for organizations to have this uh, project prioritization team. It's rare. Why Why is it rare? Is it rare because it's just a new way of thinking or rare because of some no, other reason? No, it, it's, it's rare because people are reluctant to make decisions around priorities. Uh, they just do not want to do it. And it becomes, in some cases, confrontational. It is uncomfortable. It is contentious. Uh, yet... Uh, what we need to do is have someone tell us what are the priorities of the projects in the organization. Because if, if the people at the project prioritization level, they should, by, by the way, be directors or VPs, if they don't tell us the priorities, then we work on the projects that we want to work on. 
And uh, that doesn't help the organization in many cases accomplish what it needs to in terms of uh, strategic direction and delivering uh, business results. So somebody has to establish a priority. Now, back to your earlier statement. If there isn't a project prioritization team, then the sponsor is the person who begins to establish the priority of the project and establish the business value for, uh, or um, at least uh, uh, documenting and communicating the business value that the project delivered that would enable people to understand why the project the sponsor picked this particular priority for the project. Then the project manager uses that information to go to the uh, function managers to request resources. Now, uh, again, uh, it is not uncommon at all, first of all, to not encounter this role of a sponsor. It is relatively unknown in most companies, and that then uh, leaves the project manager with a gaping hole in terms of their ability to manage the project. So if the project manager finds that situation where there is no sponsor, then uh, she needs to ask, is my understanding there is no sponsor? Is that correct? Uh, oh, uh, the assigning manager was said, uh, well, I just haven't told you the sponsor. Who is the sponsor? Uh, uh, the sponsor is this person here. So they name the sponsor at that point. If the assigning manager doesn't have a name of the sponsor, then the project manager uh, gets into some interaction with the assigning manager, and they discuss who are potential sponsors for this project. Then the project manager is uh, taking a proactive role in identifying the sponsor, then going to that person, approaching them with this uh, position that the project manager would like them to fulfill. Ideally, the project manager would have a job description for the sponsor uh, when uh, she first approaches this person to say, I'm asking you to be a sponsor on the project. Uh, what that role means is the following. And uh, I'm wondering, sponsor, if uh, you would be willing to step into that role. And at that point, then, the sponsor is named, and now we have that link that we need to help uh, make uh, strategic and technical uh, decisions on the project, plus prioritization decisions. Now, uh, let's back up a little bit further. The other case is uh, there is multiple sponsors. Now we have this problem of who is the real sponsor. And if we have multiple sponsors, then th those Group of, that group of people is actually the steering team, the project steering team. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that as long as there is a chairperson for that steering team. And if there's no chairperson clearly identifiable, then the project manager needs to interact with these folks and attempt to get a, 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 a chairperson established and named. Because here's what happened. The sponsors get to arguing among themselves they accomplish an impasse. No one makes a decision. No one establishes priorities, so the project stalls. Now, in order to get around that, we need to have a chairperson of that steering team that would make the ruling in the face of the impasse. And, and that then uh, helps 
the project manager get the project accomplished. Well, and 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 drive some focus on uh, you know further strategic decisions on where the project or multiple projects fit. Yeah. Which it sounds like uh, you know if I if I look back at this problem card and I kind of put myself in the position of a project manager, that's what's missing. I'm missing that level of focus uh, and somebody to give me guidance. And what it sounds like you're saying is step up and and make that happen. Take Correct. if you, if there is no one who is who is giving you strategic uh, direction, you need to go take it from, you know, Correct. you make somebody step up to the mic. So yeah. And by the way, a couple of things that we need to talk about too, and that is who are candidates for sponsors. Well, uh, first of all, many times it's the assigning manager. And what I mean by that is when the project is delegated to a project manager, the person that does the delegation is called the assigning manager. That is potentially the first choice for sponsor. But uh, the project manager would say, oh, since you're making me the project assignment, are you then the sponsor? And this person would say, oh, no, no, I'm not the sponsor. Then who is? Now right. we need to... Now, what does uh, uh, candidates for sponsors are? Uh, those people that stand to gain or lose the most... If the project succeed or, succeeds or fails, uh, these are people that usually pay for the project. They are usually uh, people that manage the performing organization. What I mean by that is when the project is completed and the results of the project are turned over to the operating environment and the results of the project are used in the operating environment, that's the performing organization. And okay. a sponsor can come from that management structure there uh, that is using the... Uh, goes back uh, to what you're saying, somebody who benefits the most from the results of the project. Correct. Exactly, okay. right. right. And um, if we expand this discussion even a little bit further, uh, let's say that the the stakeholders, the primary stakeholders for the project are external to the company, then what we want to do is have a representative from that external company be a member of the steering team of the for the project so that we get the representation from the external company, the stakeholder there, the client, the customer, on our project steering team. And mm -hmm. it's, it's more balanced in that way, um, both internally balanced and externally balanced between these two different kinds of sponsors. Okay. There's an internal sponsor and an external sponsor. Then we have a steering team. Now we need a, a chairperson of that steering team, as we discussed earlier. This issue can get very muddy, uh, and we're dealing with some pretty high-level project management, uh, portfolio management, prioritization issues. If you are feeling uh, like this is, uh, this is a muddy issue that you're dealing with in your organization, please uh, contact us. Let us know. And in fact, we actually have a uh, new to our public offering uh, this year. We have a portfolio management course, two-day course, offering it in February, February 8th and 9th in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we encourage you to uh, visit cadencemc.com to learn more about that course or contact us today. Uh, and you can uh, learn how portfolio management, uh, having a more sophisticated understanding of the portfolio operation can help streamline your project management process. And by the way, Pete, if I could add, uh, the the, um, the audience of that portfolio uh, seminar is really uh, directors, vice presidents, in some cases even president, uh, program managers, and possibly project managers. But we're really targeting the the uh, upper leadership group within the company. And what we we asked them to bring in that context. 
uh, a, a you know, list of projects, right? Exactly. I mean, this is the yeah. real world uh, bit that goes on in the class through the workshops. Exactly. You're actually yeah. prioritizing your projects. Yes, exactly. And, and the thing that I would mention as well is that one of the reasons a project manager might attend is that uh, his or her company does not have this concept of part of uh, portfolio management. So the project manager can become knowledgeable themselves and then take this information back to their organization and help increase the understanding of the organization in terms of portfolio management. Absolutely. Well, it, it's a it's a great topic, and it, it uh, has the potential to yield great benefits to organizations uh, that apply it in a sophisticated fashion. So, Jay, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Uh, on behalf of Jay Christensen, my name is Pete Wright, and this has been another episode of Ask Cadence, the Project Management Podcast. <laughs>